to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sammy. And Dwayne is not here. Dwayne is off on vacation with his family, and we're all jealous and envious, and, uh, you know, we're sad he's not here. But we're going to do our best to hold the fort down for Dwayne. Um, I thought he got dropped into the upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he sent us a bunch of pictures today. He was gloating. He's in Narnia, apparently, so... Narnia, that is correct. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're 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 stuck here at home, and he's in Narnia. <laughs> but on uh, this week, we're not doing a review. This is one of our uh, news episodes, and you know, this is the news after San Diego Comic Con, and so there's quite a bit of it, and there's still drips and drabs coming in after San Diego. You know, San Diego is kind of like nerd Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of really good things that came out of San Diego that I think caught a lot of attention. There were a lot of, of nerd properties that had nothing. So that that was kind of an interesting uh, kind of turnabout, I think. And we'll talk about, I think, some of that as we go through. Yeah, and, 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 and it's really become not really Comic-Con. It's MovieCon now. I mean, because... I mean, Disney keeps a lot of stuff back. They save it for their Disney. Um, oh, what's that called? What do they call it? E twenty three. Yeah, they they save a lot of their news for that now. Uh, and the comic book companies don't release a lot of news at San Diego Comic Con anymore because they get drowned out by the movie news. So they release it like at New York Comic Con or other times. New York has a lot of that, and then Star Wars, you know, does its big drop at Star Wars Celebration. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but regardless, there's still a bunch of news and. The first one, I'm really interested on your take on this one. Uh, so we got a new trailer for Top Gun, colon, Ma- hyphen, Maverick. I'm not sure yeah. here. Yeah, looks like the subtitle is Maverick on this. Uh, okay, so here's my take, all right? I know we're in the middle of an 80s renaissance, okay? I mean, you can look at the movies coming out, and, and it just if you just took a snapshot and match it up to any date in the 80s, it would almost look the same, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, the trailer looks really interesting. Uh, I liked what I saw, thought it was interesting. But here's what I question. Does a cocky 50-year-old who has not reached a point in life, is that still as cool and bad boy as a 20-something <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got questions. I, I, I'm with Ed Harris, man. I'm like, you should have been a second, you know, star admiral by now. You're still a captain. I'm like, dude, you sound like a loser, not really a hero. You know, he's had 30 years of service, is what they say in that trailer, and it's like you've had 30, and you're still a captain. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, as a fighter pilot, he probably reached that rank fairly quickly, and so he's been 30 years of just stagnation, not doing anything. So I'm like. Uh, you broke up, man. What'd you say there? Exactly. You know, um, you know what? Maybe that will be the character arc for Maverick in this. Maybe he'll finally mature. <laughs> See, I was thinking this is like this is Top Gun. You know, colon. You know, midlife crisis. Because he's breaking out the jacket again. We see the right. motorcycle again. I mean, I'm like, dude, you're not 25 anymore. I mean. You, you know, I, I did hear there is one person who is not happy at all about this Top Gun trailer. Goose. Yeah. There's not he wasn't even in the flashback scene. No. No. But yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Well, I, I also another person I noticed missing was uh Val Kilmer. 
Yeah, no Ice Man. Yeah, no Ice Man. Are you are you excited? Are you excited for this movie though? You know, based on the trailer, I think it looks interesting. I think it'll probably be a renter for me. I don't know if it'll be a go to the theater for. Yeah. Um, but you know, summer twenty twenty, so we got we got a little bit of time to think on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really I got to be honest, I'm not. Um, I I have like some fond memories of Top Gun, but it's not a movie I've probably revisited in twenty years. Right. It's nothing. It's just nothing that really captured my, my imagination. It's nothing. I was like dying. It's like, what is Maverick doing now? You know, I just, I did. <laughs> I mean, never crossed my mind that this would be a movie with a sequel. Um, and so I may red box it, but I'm probably. I mean, I can't imagine even watching this thing. I, it's not even anywhere near my radar. Well, well, I've got a few people in my life who were huge Tom Cruise fans at one time, so. I may end up having to watch it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's move on to our next item. And this is one I think we'll both have more enthusiasm for. Well, you know, so Maverick's coming back, but we, we've got another very important uh, person coming back, and that's uh, Jean-Luc Picard. That's right. Yeah, and well, the, they dropped the new trailer at San Diego. I think it was at San Diego when this when this came out. Yep, they did drop that. Um, and then we got a couple looks at uh, some old favorites coming back. So yeah. it's the card. Um, you know, we've got Data. And Data's always been one of my personal favorite characters on uh, TNG. So I'm, I love seeing Brett Spiner back. Yeah, and you could tell like some time had passed. Like I know with an, as an android, it shouldn't be, but like I, I'm so glad to get him back that I don't even care. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll just well, pretend it's fine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, even in our Independence Day discussion, just seeing him as the crazy professor was fun. So I'm glad to see him back in that role. Um, but but I think it's interesting. We've got more of a ragtag crew. This isn't a true enterprise type of crew. And it's not what we had heard. Like I'd heard this was more about him teaching at the academy and it was going right. to be more of a ground based, you know, interpersonal type stuff. I wasn't expecting interstellar adventure at all. And that's absolutely what we're getting. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, just based on what, I mean, even the line, you know, be the captain that need, they need you to be, you know, that kind of brings back that idea. Yeah. And he's, he's even given his little hand signal and saying engage, you know, he's, yeah. he's back in the <laughs> saddle, you know, I want to hear make it so. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no number one. He's only directing. He's not acting. I don't know. Well, there is talk about him and Maria uh, Scuteris coming back. I can't, that's not her. Scuteris. Sorry. Surface, I think, isn't it? Yes. But uh, they, I have heard a little bit of discussion that both of them may make an appearance at some point. So we that may see Donna and then we may see, you know. Uh, number one back so we shall see we did see a borg ship though i was getting ready to mention that i think they may have shown too much yeah that that was showing a little bit of a hand there i think yeah uh, i think i think the, the combination of showing seven of nine showing a borg cube and implying that the girl who apparently is actually the main character not picard right um, is somehow borg related it's a kind of borg sleeper agent I'm like you showed us too much yeah gotta wonder so yeah you know. I guess we'll see early, what is early 2020? Uh, they didn't give a, give a steadfast date on that. So, And I, I got to admit, I mean, the, the other Star Trek show, the Discovery? Was that yes. the, Discovery. I, that never looked uh, appealing to me. I, 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 I could have, 
I mean, I just shrugged every time I saw a trailer for it. I mean, it was pretty good. I watched the the first two seasons. I've watched um, season two. I liked a lot more because they brought Spock in. So obviously, loving yeah. Spock was a big thing for me. So, uh, but I liked seeing that part. And then you know, along with Picard, they're also going to do it animated on there uh, also. So, which I thought was interesting to see what they do with a little animated feature with Star Trek. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Discovery didn't get CBS any of my dollars. Picard, though, that's I'd be shelling then, right? Yeah, that 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 trailer was a hundred percent better than I expected it to be. Yeah, really good. Well, on to news I am much less excited about. Um, (laughs) Jay Silent Bob are getting a reboot. Um, Notice the trend here. Maverick's back, Picard's back, Jay and Silent Bob are back. <laughs> well, other than Kevin Smith and Sil- the and Jay, whose name I can't remember, who was gunning for this? I mean, I don't know. And this is an it's an interesting concept. Okay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was all about them going to try to stop a movie being made about them. Okay, <laughs> now it's a reboot of that movie. And they're trying to stop the reboot based on what I was seeing. I mean, they were mildly entertaining as side characters. I had no interest in the first Jay and Silent Bob movie, let alone a sequel. You know, Mallrats was always probably my favorite. Um, and I think that's just because Stanley, you know, made an appearance in it. And, <laughs> you know, teenage Sammy was like, oh, it's Stanley. Yeah. You know, kind of cool. Uh, but the interesting thing is everybody's back. Ben Affleck is in this. Matt Damon is in this. Jason Lee is back as his, as his character. Um, we talked about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is Blunt Man in this <laughs> reboot. And Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, is chronic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the Jason Muse part of chronic is going to be is being played in this reboot by Melissa Benoist. Wow. So, I don't know, man. Do you have any interest in this? You know, no. I kind of lost (laughs) it. Back in the day, you know, Kevin Smith, like I said, was one of those guys that was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Uh, You know, like I said, Marats, Clerks. uh, You know, I remember the Clerks animated series. I watched that. But once we got into Clerks 2 and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, it just kind of got way too out there for me. So. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a I'm a fuzz younger than you and Dwayne, and so I didn't this Kevin the Kevin Smith you know world wasn't on my radar until Mallrats. That was the only, that was that came out when I was a fairly I think a fairly young teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I watched Mallrats. I enjoyed it, um, but it's nothing like that was like life defining or you know I just. I don't own a copy. Can't imagine, you know, giving actual dollars to, you know, to add it to my collection. It's not, it's not like this amazing thing, you know, and now we're getting sequels to sequels of, from side characters from, I'm like, I don't know. We don't need this. (laughs) Well, I'll be interested to see what it does, but but once again, this isn't one I'll probably be lining up at the theater. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm interested to see what the box office is on that. See if there is interest in this. You got to wonder, you know, Kevin Smith has, had some hits and misses. Uh, you know, he's tried his hand at horror. It didn't go over really well. Uh, you know, he's he's tried his hand at kind of a rom-com, and it was okay. But, you know, and then obviously, 
I think his daughter, uh, Harley Quinn Smith, is also in this this movie also this time. So <laughs> she's the blonde with the switchblade. So. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It's his kid. Yep. So. But uh, uh, we'll have to I- wait and see. All right, well, let's let's move on to something I'm actually a good bit more excited about. Gemini Man. Um, I'm a Will Smith fan. I'm not going to lie. I like the guy. I think he's a good actor. Um, I think he needs a better agent, maybe. Uh, he's had some really strange career decisions. Right. Um, but Gemini Man, um, I'm kind of interested. I, I, the trailers have kind of piqued my interest. You know, I, I think it's an interesting concept. You know, um, I think that you know, seeing the two versions, you know, I think we've got to the point that with this de-aging software that it's getting really good now, you know, and, and we've seen it grow and we've seen it, you know, with a lot in the Marvel movies with Robert Downey Jr. with uh, Nick Fury, you know, with all these guys, you know, Sam Jackson, we've seen all this little stuff. And to me, it's just gotten better and better at this point. So to see this concept of, you know, Will Smith in this, both older and younger, I think it could be interesting. I, I really am intrigued. Um, and I'm, I think that the, there's so far, they've done a pretty good job with the trailers of like, like oh, here's the premise. We're not giving the store away. Right. Um, like we talked about with Picard. Like, I, I feel like I could pretty, I could almost write the outline for the season now. Um, yeah. Cause I've seen so much, you know, I may not be able to write every, you know, <laughs> the plot for every single episode, but the big picture for the first season, I feel like I could jot that down. Right. Right. We, we've got an idea about where it's headed. Jim yeah, and I but, will be a little different. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I want, I want to see enough of the show to, make, to know, to let me know if I need to watch this movie or not beyond right. that. Like wait and let me watch the movie. Yeah. You know, to me, a trailer should, all it should be is, just this, enough to get you interested. You know, and back in the day, the trailers were mostly cutting room floor stuff, so you never really saw the actual pieces of movie. I think now they give away way too much with trailers. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think Star Wars is still pretty good about that. Like, most of their trailers, like, I mean, even Rogue One. Rogue One just lied to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were misleading trailers. But, like, but we've seen a couple of little bits for the um, for the last, you know, for episode nine, and I don't know anything about that movie. No. I mean, I know I that mean, I was going to, because they know we're all going to watch it anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess as we're, as we're thinking about this and we're talking about SDCC, I guess you, your team uh, really came out with a big win, right? Yeah, I think so. And um, I think we, we post, I posted a thing onto uh, our fate of the, the nerds group today. Yeah. <laughs> so, I gave it a little sad emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the DC movies have been good lately. I mean, I really, really like Shazam. I mean, I've, I mean, I've actually went back and started reading Shazam comic books. I mean, I, I really fell in love with that character. And the Aquaman movie, mind-blowingly, was good. I can't believe it was. But what? it was. It was fun. And the Wonder Woman movie was great. So, I mean, if they can, if they can figure out, you know, the, the rest of their actual, like, big name, you know, characters, they've got something there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and they've got some plans going forward, you know, but it seems most of that is on the small screen, as, as you know, we'll talk about, you know, here in just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Marvel definitely, I think, came out hard with this at yeah. San Diego. 
Um, you know, obviously they threw in some comic stuff. They threw the movie news was obviously the big news. Um, so, Jamie, what do you think about, you know, as a Marvel fan, them reviving Marvel 2099? Okay, so here's here's the deal. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give away my number here, okay? I was born in 1980. The Marvel 2099 launched, I think, in 92, 93. So 12 and 13-year-old Jamie right. was reading comic books when Spider-Man 2099 hit the spinner rack. Okay. When X-Men 2099 hit the spinner rack, I was all over this stuff and some of it some of it was good some of it wasn't some of it was real not good <laughs> right but to this day uh, miguel o'hara is my favorite spider-man and it's not close i love that guy i've i mean he's showed up in the spider-verse like crossovers and he's had a few limited run series since the, and, and since the 2000s and so he's kind of stuck around the rest of it's gone though <laughs> and, <laughs> But apparently they're going to let Nick Spencer revive that whole part of the Marvel Universe. Like they're going to bring back not just Miguel, but like a whole bunch of this stuff. Oh, and there's good. intriguing, yeah, there's intriguing stuff in there. Will Will Ravage 2099 come back though? We've got to wonder. Um, I've tried to pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> okay, I understand completely. Um, and Punisher 2099, we can pretend that didn't happen too. Yeah. Will um, Ravage. Mean, I remember correctly. Yeah, there was some rough stuff in there. Uh, and Strange, uh, the do- I think Doctor Strange's great, great, great something granddaughter. She never oh. got her PhD, so she wasn't Doctor Strange. She was just Strange. She was just Strange. <laughs> yeah, and I mean there was. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I mean, we've with you mentioned about Spider Verse, you know, and even with the the movie Into Spider Verse, you know, there at the the little clip at the end. You know, we see 2099 yeah. and a lot of students that I taught really latched on to just that little piece. Uh, I had a couple guys coming in going, hey, look, I have a Spider-Man 2099 comic book. And so, you know, it was interesting. And, and like you talked about how that caught your attention at 12 and 13, you know, it's still doing that, I think, to, to the younger generation. Well, and Miguel's perfect for that because he's got kind of the Peter Parker funny bone. But he's a little bit meaner. Like there's a like more of an edge to him. He's less lighthearted. Like he's really snarky. He's not as nice a guy uh, as Peter Parker. And so I mean, it really. I mean, it was the '90s. I mean, so everything was extreme anyway. <laughs> but then you get the the meaner, you know, Spider-Man, and so it really appealed. And I and I think that one of the the sneaky parts of Spider-Man 2099 is that costume. Yeah, it's it's one of the greatest costumes in comic books, and I think. Seeing that the end of Spider Verse, um, I think I think it did catch some people's imagination. Yeah, definitely. And I suspect that the I, I didn't see a date for this yet. They just announced that this was in the works. I yeah. suspect this will probably pop up the same month as the uh, Spider Verse Two movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suspect they're trying to uh, marketing. If it was yeah. if it was my on my money on it, yeah, yeah it's some movie dollars <laughs> thrown their way. Oh, definitely. All right. Now, now moving from the obscure that only you and I and a handful of other people care about, um, <laughs> let's move to stuff that everybody cares about. Marvel Phase 4. And they announced a lot of stuff. And for the first time, it's not just movies, it's TV. Yeah. Um, but I think the big one that probably most people care about, the one that um, probably the leading light now that, you know, Cap and 
Iron Man are gone. We're getting another Thor movie. We are. And, and some. Go ahead. You know, I was going to say we've got our director back from uh, Ragnarok. So somebody uh, else is back though. Taika Waititi is back directing, um, and along with him, I think we have a particular actor, do we not, who's finally returning. So, I didn't think she would ever be back. I thought yeah. she had cut all of her ties to Marvel. <laughs> well, Ellie Portman's back. From what I hear, she's worthy of it now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is, I mean, most, I mean, there's a, I mean, I don't know, I can't even imagine what the, the math factor is of how many more people watch the movies, read the comic books, but that the in the comic books jane foster became during a period where, where thor himself became unworthy of the title and the hammer she picked up the hammer and she was thor for a while yes and, and that, those were some interesting stories because you know where jane was suffering from cancer and she was battling that and by and, and then they brought in that that interesting kind of a weird angle though that every time she turned into thor it kind of negated the the chemotherapy treatments that that she was taking so every time she became thor jane foster became more sickly yeah so you know i mean i don't think that's probably a way they would think they would do in this movie um well, they're, just, they're, they're gonna mcu it they're gonna they're gonna tinker with that oh yeah so what do you think about the title though love and thunder I'm not sure because, like, I thought in Thor Ragnarok we kind of moved on, and he had a new love interest, which they kind of like jettisoned that in in Endgame too. But still, like, it really felt like he had moved on. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm curious how that's going to play out. It it'll be interesting. You know, we've got you know along with Natalie Portman coming back. You know, we still have Tessa Thompson who will be playing Valkyrie. Uh, you know, I know she in the. SDCC panel, she said she's still king of Asgard, uh, or of New Asgard, <laughs> so she's the king. And she said she was looking for a queen, so I'll be interested to see what, how uh, Disney and Marvel go with that one. Yeah. Uh, but we have a November 5th, 2021, so this is actually going to be a little bit down the road. See, I, I think that Natalie Portman, this is just pure speculation on my part, I, I think that her willingness to come back changed the plan. Because I think Thor was... I don't think they were planning on Thor 4. I think they were planning on Thor being in the Guardians of the Galaxy and then being like a team-up. So I, I didn't expect a Thor 4 anytime soon. So I, I, I mean, that's really my suspicion, that she, like, reached out to them, reached out to her, and was like, hey, would you ever, you know... And now we now they like, well, yeah, if, if she's willing to do that, we're going to do this. And so I I do have a question, though. Yeah. I've got, I've got a theory. I'm wondering if hanging out with Peter Quill... And the Guardians of the Galaxy is what's going to make Thor unworthy. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Rocket's too bad of an influence or something. I don't know. Yeah, that that could be interesting. You know, <laughs> you, well, you've got to wonder. You know, what will it be? You know that that causes Thor because you know we saw him with both hammers in Endgame. You know. Before, you know, the the striking, awesome scene where Cap gets it. But, uh, you know, we saw him with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. So we know he's still worthy. So what's going to happen, you know, to get Jane to that point? So I'm very interested to see where they go. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. But another one I'm curious about is this next one. The Eternals are getting their own movie. Yep. 
Um, I think that's more random than Ant-Man or the Guardians. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I'm wondering how they're going to do this. You know, a lot of, you know, even with Ant-Man and Guardians, you know, they laid a little bit of groundwork for you know, the the galactic Marvel Universe and, and with that, you know, and so I don't know if they're going to use that to be able to spin into the Eternals uh, just for that concept. Uh, but casting is interesting. So what are you thinking about some of this? Um, Angelina Jolie, uh, Selma Hayek, you know, as as lead roles in this. So as uh, Athena and Ajax. So, I mean, they're I mean they're great actors. I mean, I I, I mean, I, and I would take my Disney dollars too if I was them. I mean, but I mean, this is a weird sort of corner of the Marvel universe, and that was kind of some strange casting. Like when I think of people in you know this style of movie, those aren't the first two actors that pop in my head. So I'm 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 just I'm so curious to see how how the, what this is going to look like. I mean, do you think that you know they rolled the dice with Guardians? And it was just a hit. You feel like they're just trying to bring in another group and say, okay, let's roll the dice and see what, what goes with a group like the Eternals. But the Eternals aren't funny. Yeah, I know. I um, mean, there, there's the goofy factor of the Guardians. that get, I mean, I think that really kind of emboldened them. Like, these guys are crazy and they're bonkers and they're fun. Let's ratchet up the fun. And if we can get the audience to click you know, early on, people will warm up to this. I mean, there's an appeal there. I, the Eternals don't have that kind of vibe. Right. And so. Yeah, um, but we'll, we'll see. You know, Kevin Feige, his bit, biggest description of this movie is it will be full Jack Kirby. So. Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it, worked, it worked pretty well in Thor Ragnarok. I felt like Thor Ragnarok was very much Kirby influenced. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're there was some concept art that I saw. They are using the Celestials. So we are going to see the Celestials with this. And they're even doing Gilgamesh, the forgotten one, as a character. Um, this is going to be a weird flick. It's going to be. And it's, and it's one of their 2020 releases. Wow. You know, you thought they would try to, you know, especially with the 2020 summer season and stuff like that, you would think they would try to get Thor in there. But no, they're pushing Thor to November of 2021. Eternals are November 2020. So I'll, I'll, see, I, see I, I haven't heard any confirmation about this because we've seen Adam Warlock, you know, sort of show up. And we've seen I was wondering if that would be like a sort of a cosmic you know, tie in. Somewhere out there, like they would maybe some kind of angle in, like you, you like those Guardians movies. Remember Adam Warlock? You know, maybe I don't know, man. This is just this is a hard. I think this might be the hardest sale the Marvel's done so far. I think it's going to be a tough sale. I really do. I agree with you on that. Well, here's one that's not a hard sale, and one that should have happened a long, long, long time ago. Um, the Black Widow's finally getting a movie. Yes, and actually, that is their summer release. That is the May 2020 release. For Marvel and Disney. And now, now, you broke up there. He was saying Black Widow. Um, that's it. Is their summer release for next year? Yeah. Um, and I, I think we've got a pretty good bet now because when we talked about this before, we were conjecturing like when was this going to take place, and and you told me that. And I, I, I love this so much. I'd heard that David Harbor was in this. I didn't know who he was playing. So. Right. He's playing the Red Guardian, and that means we're back in Russia. That's right. 
So this so, has to be a prequel. I mean, and probably early in her career. That's what I'm guessing. Now that at the panel they did show a a younger girl that I think she had blonde hair, so I but you know, I mean that can change. But wasn't there a, a black widow in the comics that wasn't Natasha that was younger? I just remember some covers. So Yeah, Yelena. Um I can't remember her last name. I think, I can... that, I think that's her. So yeah. I think that's character that the actress was playing is Yelena. Uh, so the awesome. you know Scarjo back as well as that uh the other version of Black Widow. Well if Yelena's in it and if that's who it is then I think that what they're probably going to do this is just after she leaves the red room. Okay. Because I because I think Yelena had been been in training but she was like raised to the Black Widow's position in seeing after her. And so that might be the story we're looking at here and that that could be a really entertaining movie. I mean, that's, that's full-on spy action. Oh, yeah. And, you know, right now there's a lot of discussion about Taskmaster coming in as, as the primary antagonist. So to bring in that character, I mean, visually, I think he's an interesting character. I, I love the look of him. You know, his power set's pretty cool. So, yeah. um, you know, but I'm interested to see how they're going to do with Red Guardian. You know, how many of, of the Soviet super soldiers are they going to bring in? Uh, I need Ursa Major so badly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I because I, I mean Scarlett Johansson has been so good as the Black Widow for so many of these movies. I mean I would like to have seen her. Her and Jeremy Renner have chances to have bigger roles in the MCU. I, I mean I would have loved a Hawkeye movie too. I'm glad we're getting the TV show, but I'm glad they're, they're finally both getting bigger roles, and I, I like that. Yeah, and, and they're due. You know that they they've played their parts in in all these Avengers movies and the Iron Man movies and the Captain America movies. You know, it, it's time for them to get kind of their own due, I think, and and develop their characters a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and we've got another Marvel movie. They were so busy in San Diego. Uh, we're getting another Captain Marvel movie already. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're looking at, you know. One of the things that they did confirm, and, and I think the new Captain Marvel may end up in Phase 5, is that, you know, they confirmed Captain Marvel 2, they confirmed Black Panther 2, they confirmed Guardians Volume 3, and they confirmed Fantastic Four. So, oh, really? I hadn't heard that part. They did confirm Fantastic Four, and I'm wondering if that's going to be their Phase 5 movie launches. Hmm. So, I don't know. You know, they didn't give dates for those. You know, they put up a timeline essentially for everybody to kind of look at and had the dates of everything for phase four. Those movies weren't on there. But um, but my, you know, my Trelawney thinking here is, you know, will it be phase five? Yeah. Make the most sense. I'm I'm really interested to see how uh, a Kevin Feige led you know, MCU handles the Fantastic Four and how and how they work that. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So, I mean, Marvel's been killing it the last little bit. There's another competitive, you know, well, competitor. I'm not sure how competitive they are. <laughs> who also un, uh, unleashed a little bit of news at San Diego. Um, but mostly TV news. Yes, small screen. So. Yeah, and so we're getting a Crisis on Infinite Earths on TV. Are you excited for that, Sammy? I am. I cannot wait. Um, you know, the CW has been doing these little crossovers for years. You know, every year they'll have some form of crossover. They've, they've played with Invasion. 
They've played with Elseworlds. Uh, they, they've done all these, these little kind of things. Uh, Crisis on Earth X, where you had kind of Nazi versions of heroes. So, you know, they, they've done all this. So Crisis on Infinite Earths is, is really the big one, and especially where this is the last season of Arrow. You know, if you're going to go out, let's go out with a bang. And I love the having Brandon Routh be Superman again. Although I think that could be a weird episode with him being the Adam and Superman. <laughs> so, so here, here's the thing, though. You've got Brandon Routh returning as Superman. They confirmed Tom Welling will be in this also. <laughs> That's awesome. They, I didn't know that. They have confirmed Burt Ward will be in this. <laughs> so Dick Robin <laughs> will be back in some form. Uh, Linda Carter is going to be back now. She's done. She did some things in Supergirl. She was the president of the United States in Supergirl. Uh, you know, but there's discussion. Could she be back as Wonder Woman? So, like I said, you know, go big and go home. Arrows leaving the air. Let's do this. You know. So, I mean, there's. We could see. You know. Uh, I think it's Tyler Hoechlin that plays Superman right now in this Arrowverse type of, of series. Then Brandon Routh is the Kingdom Come version. Uh, so we may see the Great Temples. We may see. <laughs> and I thought Brandon Routh was a good Superman. I, I didn't enjoy that movie, but it wasn't because of any of the cast members. I thought the cast was great. Yeah. And I thought a lot of the performances were good. I think that, I mean, it just wasn't, a, a, I mean, a well-scripted movie. I, di- I didn't enjoy the story they wanted to tell. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, enjoy all the ways they chose to portray Superman. Yeah. Um, but I thought Ralph was good as Superman. And I thought Kevin Spacey, I know he's, we're not we're supposed to say anything nice about him ever again. And he's a terrible person. And I get that. He was a good Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know, I think my biggest thing is, you know, I love, I love Brandon Ralph, but I just felt like they were trying to retread Christopher Reeve and the Donner stuff. Um, you know, even the little, little lines that he said, you know, yeah. the, the whole thing with Lois's son, uh, you know, and I, I've always pushed for somebody other than Lex as a villain. You know, it's always Lex or Zod. I mean, that tends to be the the go tos. And I know Superman's Rogues Gallery is not exactly a deep bench. Okay, <laughs> as much as I love Superman, I will admit that fully. So yeah. we're we're not talking about Batman or Spider Man's Rogues Galleries here. You know, Superman's a little weaker. Um, you know, and Krypton's done a great job with that because they brought in. Um, Brainiac, and it's been a fantastic version of Brainiac. So, I think but, that would make a pretty good flick. Uh, actually, a, a Brainiac would be a pretty good, a pretty fun movie uh, yeah. villain for for a Supreme movie. Yeah, but so for Crisis, we're looking at five episodes uh, that will be kind of crossing over between uh, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, DC Legends of Tomorrow, and I believe Batwoman will be the other one. Uh, Black Lightning is still sitting out on its own and not really a part of the larger DC CW universe. And they haven't been uh, Black, the Black Lightning show that that hasn't been on with any of the crossovers, has it? No, it's been its own thing from the beginning. And I don't mm. know if it, that they're just developing the character and trying to keep that character grounded, you know, where he's at as far as Jefferson Pierce goes as a character. Um you know, I would love to see at least him come in a little bit, uh, just to just to tie that together. Yeah, and um, and there was some some uh, some confusion about what DC was doing 
at uh, at Comic Con because there, I mean, they had dialed back a lot of the stuff here, and um, I've heard a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff that um, AT and T has went over the books there. I mean, we, we've we've talked before about how they've dialed back the, like the line, like there's lots of different like the different imprints are gone. Um, they've they've narrowed that down, and my understanding is is they just saw the expense of what they were doing at San Diego Comic Con, and they just dialed it back. They didn't think they were getting a good return on their investment. They even got less booths this year. They cut that in half. They had half the booths they usually have. Well, you know, uh, Warner didn't even have a booth. So yeah. as they didn't have any, you know, DC properties as far as movies that were coming out. I think that the next one out is early next year with Birds of Prey. Um, but, um, you know, the biggest push was, you know, the DC Comics had a couple things. Uh, DC Universe Streaming. Uh, did a few panels and kind of, you know, confirmed that we're getting Titan season two, that we're getting Doom Patrol season two. Um, you know, obviously HBO Max is a big discussion uh, right now with the streaming service. So Yeah, I've, I've heard some nasty rumors about that, yeah. that, the, that they're going to fold the DC app. like and But wait until everybody, uh, you know, pays for their annual subscriptions. Right. Wait for that annual deadline and then fold it like just after that and then move everybody onto HBO and mm. then but but also but but it's a higher price point and say okay you either lose your subscription or you have to pay the extra money to jump on uh, HBO Max and so I, I'm I've heard that there might be some not you know kosher stuff going on there right well you know I mean it, it it's totally possible you know they did say that Titans and Doom Patrol would play on both streaming services. You know, they confirmed it would be on the DC Universe streaming as well as as the new Warner streaming. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they would want to run two different streaming services with their properties. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me one bit. It would break my heart because I've, I've loved, you know, the DC as it is. And honestly, if they leave it as it is with the comics, I would probably keep it for a lower price point. Yeah. So. Which I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful. I've heard these low grade in the background rumors that Amazon is trying really hard to buy the publishing wing of DC, to buy the comics company. Right. And I don't know if that would necessarily mean TV, movies. I'm not sure what all that would entail. Like, but they're trying to get the comics, like, you know, that especially. And. I just I think that pretty much everything that you know Bezos touches seems to you know work, and so I, I think that would be good. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm the Marvel guy, you're the DC guy. We've got that established. Yeah. But I think competition brings the best out of everything, and I think if we had a supercharged DC really going against you know a Marvel feeling threatened, then I think we could we we would all get better comics out of it. I agree with you. I do agree there. So. All right. Speaking of competition, it's Trelawney time. Okay, uh, we normally leave a little gap there so uh, Dwayne can put in the sounder, but uh, I'm doing the editing this time, and I don't have the sounder, and I'm not as good at editing as Dwayne is, so we're not <laughs> going to fool with it this time. Just pretend Dwayne sang to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this is kind of a weird part of the calendar, so we don't have our usual big sort of tent pole to guess at here. Um. We're going to go with Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yes. 
And and so we're guessing the uh, the score here on Rotten Tomatoes. And if you can hear the reticence in my voice, because I'm not good at this. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and lead out here and get the wrong answer out of the way. And I'm going to go 52. I, I don't think this is going to play well. I think Michael Pena gets him over 50, but I don't think it's going to get a good score. What do you, what do you think, Sammy? You know, I was leaning a little higher. I was going to go 63%. Uh, you know, I do think Michael Pena kind of pushes it over the top a little bit there. Uh, you know, as far as moving that moving that arrow a little bit. But I don't see this as, you know, this huge thing, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. And I, I mean, I was... I mean, I was a parent when my daughters were prime Dora age during like the biggest, you know, days of Dora. And so we know all about Dora. And I've, I mean, I know as much backstory on Dora as some of the Marvel characters. I mean, it's <laughs> been, I spent a lot of hours watching Dora DVDs and watching, you know, TV with Dora. But I mean, so I'd like to see it do well because that's a character that's meant a lot to a lot of people. And so I, would, I hope the movie's good and I hope it means something to some people who grew up with Dora. But And, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it is going to be a family friendly kind of film. And, you know, I think it's important to have those. I think sometimes those movies get overlooked a little bit, uh, you know, because of these big blog, blockbuster types of movies that maybe or not, or horror or whatever, that tends to get the spotlight in a lot of cinemas. We don't see this this family-friendly atmosphere a lot. And, you know, with, I mean, you get your Disney and, and your, you know, your Pixar stuff, but to have something different, you know, especially from, I think, what Dora was Nickelodeon, was it? it yeah, I think, I think so. It was on Nick, so. I think it was Dick you know, Jr. she was on. Okay. But just to see that, I think it would be, I think it would be good, you know. Yeah. Um, we've got one last little bit of news, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I think this is something that's near and dear to a lot of nerds' hearts. Um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And we've had a movie. We've had BBC stuff. We've had um, radio shows. Um, we had the Martin Freeman movie that some of us are more fond of than others. Uh, <laughs> but it. we got some news this week, Sammy. What did we get? So we are getting a new series and uh, Hulu is going to, it's going to be a Hulu exclusive. I believe if I saw that correctly. Um, and so we've got Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So we'll have to see which way they go with it. You know, it, will it be different? Very similar to the way they're doing HBO's doing Watchmen. Will it be a little different or will they kind of do what, like you said, the the radio series and the you know the BBC series, the movie, will it follow along or will it do its own thing? So we shall well, see. I mean, which it's been okay being its own thing every time it's been a thing. I mean, Douglas Adams even said like you know the novel that he wrote is different from the radio show that he wrote, which was different than the like the the TV version of it on the BBC that he that he wrote. He wrote all these things and they were different every time. Hmm. And so I don't I don't. So I don't think he would be offended if it was different. I think he's like, he just, yeah, it's different. It has to be. It's a new version of it. It has to be different. So I, I, I think it's okay that it's different. Um, but I didn't see a date yet. I haven't seen any casting or directing or show running rumors yet. I don't know who's doing this. No, I've, I've not seen anything uh, along those lines. So hopefully, you know, maybe by New York Comic Con or, 
you know, something along those lines, they'll they'll push that a little bit more for us so we can kind of see what's going on. You know, because I think Hitchhikers is, you know, much like, you know, Tolkien's work and much like, you know, these different series. That's one of those tent poles, you yeah. know, when it comes to, to you know, the nerd verse, so to speak, is, you know, the, the Hitchhiker's Guide. And so to see it reinterpreted, like you said, Douglas Adams wrote all these different versions. Now what's it going to be if, if he's not writing it? What could they do differently? What could they expand upon? You know, I think that'll be interesting. And I've seen, I mean, I love the Runaway show that was on Hulu. So I've seen them have good stuff on there. I mean, so they've got, a, I mean, a limited track record as far as, you know, my viewing habits, which I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, I'm more of a, you know, you know, words on a page, you know, you know, two hour movie kind of guy. I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I have watched a little bit on, of, of Hulu originals and this, but they've been pretty good. And so they've got, you know, they've got some, you know, some credibility with me. And so I'm. I'm hopeful. You know, I'd seen, I'd watched Runaways season one. I hadn't watched season two, uh, but I thought season one was done well. So, I mean, if they can bring that type of production value to this um, and and make it feel the way that I, I think it could, I, I think it'd be a hit. Yeah. Well, that was the news for the week. And we just want to remind you that WheelCon's coming. Sammy, what's our date on WheelCon? So September 28th, so uh, when this episode releases, we'll be officially two months out. So, um, you know, two months out of WillCon, uh, that will once again be at the Southside Mall in South Williamson, Kentucky. Uh, they have a very special guest from the video game industry, Christine Thompson, and she's done a lot of work with some really big name um, video games, things along those. She's been lead writer. She's been um, kind of a controller as far as some of the work. Um, and it is, once again, it's a family-friendly event. Um, and we hope everybody comes out. It is free admission to get in, uh, but there'll be a little bit of everything. We've got vendors, there are cosplay competitions. Um, you know, there's even going to be a cosplay cafe this year uh, where you can go get you a snack and people in cosplay will be your servers. Uh, so, you know, so there'll be a lot of interesting things coming up. So September 28th. All right. We're looking forward to it. And that's the news for the week. Say goodbye, Sammy. Goodbye, Sammy. <laughs> Keep it nerdy.